you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Haunted Playground on the live Paranormal Radio Network and iHeartRadio.com. We have so many affiliates. Go to our website and check them out, LiveParanormal.com iHeartRadio.com, this show, HauntedPlayground.com, me, SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. I'm Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 28-year talk radio host in Los Angeles, almost 29. We're counting down the days till I hit 29 year. Uh, Los Angeles and beyond. And I come to you live every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time from my home in Southern California. This show is about everything that lives beyond the three dimensions. So whether you want to know, is God real? Is there an afterlife? Or you think that you might have a griffin in your backyard. It all belongs here on Haunted Playground. And every week, I gather my favorite people, the brightest, the most beautiful, the loveliest minds and hearts and souls in the paranormal and spiritual communities. And we talk about all things that go bump in the night and uh, everything we can do to make the world a better place. My guest today has probably been on this show more than any human being on the earth. I'm pretty sure she has been on this show more than anyone. She was on the very first show that I did here uh, when I brought this show over to Live Paranormal a few years ago. And she's back, which I love. She's a wonderful author and speaker, uh, professional hugger. I think people go see her at conventions mostly to hug her. Um, a genuinely lovely soul, a paranormal survivor, uh, a person who carries with her grace everywhere she goes, and somebody I love and one of my favorite people in the whole world, the wonderful Andrea Perrin is here. Hello, my friend. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, I miss you so much. I miss it's you too, It's been too long. Too, too I long. Know, right? I know yeah, you hate well, coming you know, out this way. I, I do... Um, I haven't been out to L.A. probably in about a year, and um, uh, the last time I w- it was a, the, like a very quick turnaround, so I didn't even get a chance to enjoy anything about the city. I just landed, did my shoot, and left. Um, so um, I promise the next time that I come, I'll spend a few days. And we'll go have another lovely dinner, and I will try really hard not to mortify you in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm well known for my outspoken tendencies, and, That's you know, right. but, you know, here's the thing. Uh, say it loud. Say it. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> Speak your freaking truth fly your freaking flag you know and so when i when i go off at a dinner party or in a restaurant or whatever i try not to think in terms of i might be offending someone 
especially when I'm in L.A., because I figure everybody thinks the same way that I do. I just kind of make that assumption, which is wrong, but I still do it because it's easier for me to rationalize in my own mind that what I'm really providing is dinner and a show. Yeah, that and that and that's true. Well, and I have to say, if you're stuck in a steakhouse in downtown Los Angeles on a Saturday night and it's nine o'clock at night and you're starving and you're getting no service, you really yeah. want to be with Andrea. <laughs> that's really, yeah. that's who you want to pick for your dinner companion because, baby, you laid that place flat and they came over and started serving us so quickly. And and I like that. I have to tell you, this is one of the reasons that I love spending time with you because in my life. I'm almost always the person that has to take charge of everything because nobody else mm-hmm. is capable of it. So when I'm with you, I just get to chill and just be a lady and, and let you take care of things. And not that I wouldn't cut a bitch if you needed me to for you, but it's nice sometimes not to have to always be the one taking care of everything. I like that yeah. you know how to take care of business and I can relax when I'm with you. That makes me feel really good because sometimes I, and you probably feel like this too, that when I go through life, I feel sometimes like I'm parenting humanity, Um, a humanity that never grows up and goes to college and starts taking care of me, a humanity that always stays in its toddler phase. And so I don't mind that. And I understand that's a lot of my journey as a healer. And it's a lot of reason I'm here, but sometimes it just feels nice to relax with someone that, you know, can take care of you. And, um, And I'll tell you why you really want to come. I don't know if you know this, but two months ago, I got even a sexier car. I know you love the last car. Oh, my God. It's exactly like the last car, only three years newer. It's the same car, but it's three years newer. You can now pick your interior colors, so all the lights inside are purple. Oh, wonderful. The the Mercedes logo comes out like Batman on on the ground. And I, I named her St. Bridget, and she is amazing. So we need to cruise up and down PCH when you come in that baby. Okay, that's a date. That, that's uh, a deal. I totally get it. I wish I could bring my little dog, the Princess Peanut Buttercup, with me oh, because she loves do. to go for a ride in the yeah. car. She loves, loves. But, you know, knowing her, she would not do well on an airplane. Unless okay. she was in my lap, and they won't allow that. So, you know, oh, she just would not do well. I sure? don't I think. I thought they did allow that now. If the baby's good, you can bring the baby out and snuggle it. Oh, well, you know, I'll find out about that. I just can't even imagine bringing her into a yeah. report, you know, and I mean, I look around at, you know, so much of humanity and I am, you know, keenly aware that my four-year-old Chihuahua is more uh, well-behaved and certainly more mature than most human beings. Uh, And yet, yet, um, I think that when confronted with that many people and having to go through that many lines... I wouldn't want to cause her stress when I know that she can be home and playing with her, her mate for all intents and purposes, both spayed and neutered. So it's a platonic relationship, but still a relationship nonetheless. 
and she and Sammy can cuddle and play and run and jump and chase the squirrels and the birdies and 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 it's a calmer life for her. The only stress that's right. in it is when she sees me doing what I'm doing today, which is packing for uh, my weekend in Kansas City, Missouri at Medicon. And once the Beautiful. piece of luggage comes out, she's like, oh, no, but you just got home from an Alaska cruise. You just got oh. home. Well, I just got home like two weeks ago. So... But you know, she has no sense of time um, in terms of that type of thing. All she knows that I was gone for a, a relatively long time because with travel, it was about 10 days. So, you know, I sure. get it. I missed her as much as she missed me. And the problem was I couldn't call her because we were in, I don't know if they call it the Northwest Passage or what. It was Canadian Maritime Waters, and then there was just no signal at all. And everybody on the cruise ship just complained that they couldn't reach anyone and no one's phone worked. Well, we're going out into the middle of nowhere in Glacier Bay. They're not going to have yeah. a cell tower there. So, uh, yeah, she was upset that we had no face-to-face -face on the phone or she couldn't hear my voice. But she did fine. And, you know, the the thing that's happening now and something that I really wanted to talk to you about, I've been very open with this. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of people know that uh, my mother is struggling and she is in mm -hmm. hospice palliative care and I've been yeah. in Georgia for more than seven months caring for her virtually around the clock with my sister, Christine, and my sister, Cindy, just lives mm -hmm. down the street. So, you know, the three of us have predominantly taken uh, over all her care. And I'm medically trained. I am med certified. I am, you know, all that stuff. So uh, there's no need. My mother will never spend one moment of her life in any kind of a facility. Uh, you know, mm. that's it. She knows that. Um, this is home is where the heart is, and this is where her children are. And I have virtually abandoned my home in Florida. My father's in charge of everything going on down there, and I am in charge of everything going on up here. Um, and when I have to slip away for a few days, I mean, the, the Alaskan cruise with Amy Bruni and Adam Barry for Strange Escapes was phenomenal. It was it was something out of this world. I've never experienced anything like it. And I'm very glad mm. that I went. But the the guilt and the anxiety and the right. the constant feeling of urgency, I need to get home. And then for those few days when there was literally no way to reach my family, I did not know what my mother's status was. Um, and I was particularly concerned because I have a good friend, or I should say my niece has a good friend who's a medium. And she came over with her a few days ago, or actually it was a few weeks ago, and when they left the house and, and got back in the car, her friend just started to cry and cry. And my niece didn't understand what was going on. And she just looked at her and she said, that house is full of spirits. And then she started, now, this young lady does not know any 
of our extended family, not any of my mother's side of the family. Most of them have been gone for a decade or more. And gribing these spirits that are patiently, calmly hanging out at the house, watching over my mother. And she described my grandmother perfectly, who was born in 1899 um, and died in 1972. She described my grandfather, who died uh, about not quite a year after I was born in 1959. Um, She described my mother's sister, my mother's brother, my, um, my sister, April. Um, our great niece, um, Lucy, who passed away in the, those ravaging floods that tore her from her mother's arms that hit Waverly, Tennessee, uh, almost two years mm-hmm. ago now. Um, you know, she starts describing my Aunt Vivian and saying that all she can smell is the, the rich aroma of sweet tea boiling on the stove that had nothing on it. Um, She didn't know what any of these references were or these people. Uh, And she said, there are seven people in your house right now who are waiting. And I said, Nicole, Nicole, my niece, tell her what happened uh, about maybe six, eight weeks ago when at 2.30 in the morning, I walked into my mother's room and as I crossed the threshold, I heard, Hello. <laughs> like, mm. Who's in this room? <laughs> you know, it couldn't. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Gina, it could Apparently not have everybody. been. It could not have been more clear. It just could not have been more clear. But with one word, I could not identify the voice. But two days later, one of my other medium friends called me and she said, "Um, do you have somebody close in your family named Eddie? And I said, "Uh, yeah, uh, Eddie died in 1981 by his own hand. He was my sister's fiance and she broke up with him and he killed himself. And and she said, well, Eddie's there. He's got red hair. Yes, he did. And his family his relatives that came down from the Massachusetts Bay Colony followed Roger Williams into the colony of Rhode Island are the ones that built the farmhouse that we grew up in. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this wow. place is really That's crowded. No coincidences. No. And, you know, I got ET stuff going on and I've, you know, I'm doing a workshop on how to interact with spirit this weekend and, you know, doing you know, all of these things, which, honest to God, Sheena, you know me, I could just do this with my, my asleep. It is just so ingrained in me that what other people consider supernatural, I consider completely natural. What is paranormal to someone else is completely normal to me. And even I right. feel the presence, the inundation of presence around here, um, you know, and it's, We don't know. None of us can predict the future. What I do know is that my mother is struggling and that her capacities are diminished and that it is very, very difficult 
to watch her slipping away. Um, but I also know she will never leave me. She will always be with us. Always. Yes. As your yes. mother is with you, darling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the thing is, it doesn't make it any easier though, does it? (laughs) No. But I was just going to say, you think it's going to be so hard, and in a way it is. But in another way, it's easier than you could ever imagine. Because when they cross, they lose the helplessness that they had as older people, or for those listening who've lost people young as sick people, and they have this whole new amazingly strong empowered energy and they come in and they meet you with that and that is so beautiful and so all-encompassing that if you relax and allow your mother to she will pull the grief out of you when the time comes but you have to let her do it and I think most human beings were so stuck in the earthbound plane everything's about the earth that we fight it so hard that it's been this experience with my clients that the loved ones are on the other side trying to take the grief away and we won't let them. Because we hold on to it as though that's literally all we have left. I know. I know. And it's not true. My mother started with me before she passed. So when the night she was passing, I started feeling this feeling and, and all I can they describe it as is the feeling when you unlace an ice skate from both sides. You know, you got yeah. both hands working and you're unla- – it felt like that. And I panicked. And then I thought, oh, my God, she's letting me go. She was literally unraveling the soul tie that we had as human beings. And then about an hour after she passed, replaced it with the kind of connective tie you're supposed to have with somebody who's passed. And I always listened to her, so I didn't fight it. And I think it's the reason that my grief was as little as it was, because I literally thought I would drop dead when she died. For the first three months, I just kind of wandered around the stupor. I couldn't believe I was still here. I kept waiting for them to come and take me home. Yeah. But it, it really, you know, you have to allow them to do their magic because they become a thousand times stronger the minute they cross. As will we. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, I've seen that manifest with my sister, April. Um, You know, she's, oh, my God, my Aries sister. Oh, my God. If you thought she was a pushy broad in life, honey, you ain't seen nothing until (laughs) you've met her in the afterlife. Exactly. She's just amazing (laughs) energy. Yep. Yep. And my mom used to have this expression she would say all the time. What's the difference in a in a Rottweiler and a Scorpio mother? And then she would laugh like hell and say, eventually the Rottweiler lets go. And uh, <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, once she passed, I was like, wow, I really started getting, I really started getting orders then. That's why I changed my whole life and, and came out with my gifts and opened my practice. It was all because of her. She was like, okay, yeah. kid, now's the time. Here's what we're doing now. Um. So, yeah, expect that. And I think your sister the same way, right? Because all of the troubles that your sister had um, assimilating to the earth plane, which was never her strong suit. As soon as she passed, she was like, oh, this is my element. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, I've I've always said as a minister, 
particularly during COVID when I encountered so many people who, you know, suffered profound losses. Um, I would remind them that the only true measure of love is the uh, the grief that accompanies the loss. You know, because it's, but you can still, without going deeply and being lost in the grief, can just right. allow yourself to experience it in such a way that is uh, helpful to you because yes. you have to you have to rid yourself of the actual visceral physical pain that accompanies the loss of the, you know the person within whom whose body you grew you know where you shared the same physical form i just don't think that there's anything more profound no than you know no. the relationship particularly between a daughter and her mother um and yes. all these years talking with you about this uh has given me new and greater insights uh i mean yes there are some times that i sit here and i i suffer I pre-grieve. You know what I mean? I, I know. pre-grieve. I know. Um, and then say, stop it, stop it. Just go in, make her a cup of coffee, sit with her, talk to her about nothing and everything. You know, the thing is that I'm I'm yeah. so fortunate that, you know, I've been here for so many months now. I've seen this progression um, take hold as uh, what was an injury and then became uh, bedridden, she became bedridden, and then there was another injury, and the and extending her time in bed, she's basically lost the use of her legs, and so right. now we are in wheelchair. Too. Yep, and okay, you know mm-hmm. this isn't. I, I have finally come to the you know the understanding. This isn't going to get better. You know she's not right. going to heal from this, and. This is, it's now, and this is the time, and I have one opportunity to get this right. And I am making damn sure that I get this right. And I'm so fortunate in that there is literally nothing left unsaid between us. Nothing. I will never, ever have to, oh, God, I wish I had made amends for this, or I had explained that, or... You know, that none of that matters. It is all irrelevant, all of it. Um, and now it's just being present in the moment as you were with your mother, present in the moment. Yeah. Yes. And that's where a lot of the grief comes from. And it, it, does, yeah. it sounds self-centered and it's not meant to, but we grieve for us. We grieve oh, for yeah. everything we think we screwed up when they were alive. That's a lot of what yeah. grief is. If somebody passes and there's nothing between you that is unsaid and you've worked through everything, the grief becomes much easier because a lot of our grief is remorse. So well, and a lot passes, of the, there should be no remorse. And and you know those that that suffer the guilt of feeling like you know. Her pain is over, you know, and and I need to not, um, you know, and trying to, you know, our, our mutual friend Chip Coffee, um, 
he chastised me after my sister died in 2017. And he said, you know, give her her wings, let her go. You and your mother are keeping her earthbound. You know, you're, you're keeping her here. You're holding her, her here because of this enormous grief and regret and guilt and, you know, all the opportunities that we had to somehow make amends and there was just too much anger or there was just too much vitriol or there was, and, you know, things got left unsaid. And I finally realized right. that, you know, Chip was right. And so now if something kind of pops up or crops up for me in terms of my sister and her troubled life, I just talk to her now. I'll just, you know, tell her now. She hears me. She hears me. Yeah. Every sure. time I go to the farm, um, you know, Cody Despian and Satori Hawes, which if any of your listeners are not familiar with these two young people, um, find them. Find them and start watching some of the video work that has been put out in the last year or two. They have developed a method of speaking directly to spirit that was given to them oh, as a gift. And it is a method. Wow. It's a process. Um, it involves letters and numbers and tapping that is so ethereal. You cannot find the source. But everyone who wow. is present in the room hears it clearly. And someone has to sit there. And it's tedious, but literally ask a question. And then through the course of, you know, repeating and going through the alphabet, they literally spell their response. And uh, the last time I was there, uh, my sister blasted through. I mean, she just kicks everybody else to the curb and ratted herself out about something that she did on this side from the other side about the Christmas yeah. after she passed away. Um, there was uh, her little dog, Sammy, who is now our dog. We uh, kept him and took him when she passed. Um, he was actually here at this house with my mother who was babysitting him when she was supposed to go into the hospital, but she never made it because uh, a fentanyl patch claimed her life the night before she was supposed to have surgery. And mm. so Sammy grieved, you know, I mean, he looked constantly at the windows, constantly waiting for her to come. She said she was coming back and she didn't. And there was a lot of abandonment stuff going on. And he's a very smart, very sensitive little Maltese. And um, so that Christmas, we didn't really decorate a lot because nobody was feeling particularly festive, you know. And um, and we missed her. I mean, she was, you know, the, the turkey thief that was missing that would plunge her fingers into the meat and rip it off the bone before it ever hit the table. You know, I mean, it was April, the Aries. Right. And, sure, um, sure. and we missed her, uh, you know, taking over the sofa and watching the, the dog show uh, while we did all the work. You know, we missed bitching and complaining at her about how she wasn't helping and wasn't contributing and wasn't doing this and wasn't doing it because she was the baby. She was the baby of the family. Well, that Christmas morning, my sister Christine 
uh, had gone out and, you know, gone shopping, Christmas shopping, and she had a whole bag of dog toys on the kitchen bar um, for him. And, well, from Santa, of course. And so when she got up, she started looking to give him his toys. And they were gone. And I mean, Sheena, they were gone. We tore this house apart. Wow. They were gone. A whole big blue bag of toys, like five or six different toys. And um, I, Chris was really upset about it. She's like, you know, I don't, I, 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 there's no explaining this. But we exchanged our gifts and then we got dressed and we went over and did the big family thing. And then when we came home, Chris sat down in her recliner and she reclined and she could see under the tree that had been completely cleaned out when we left. And there was one bag, one bag. And it was one of Christine's decorative bags that she bought in Manhattan years ago that would never be given away and never, because they were her special bags. And they were, there was a set of 12 of them and one of them was out of the container and under the tree and all the dog toys were in that bag. <laughs> and we all just looked at each other. That's we're like, fantastic. Oh, April. Well, five years later, she comes blasting through during a session with Cody and Satori. And this is what she said. Five words, Chris, my sister Christine, Christmas, toys, Sam, bag. She ratted herself wow. out. We knew it was her. Wow. But she told us five years later. The last time I went wow. before I got there, they were doing a session, and they said, Andrea's coming. And they're like, yeah, Andrea's coming. She's on her way. When I got there, they all started tap, 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 tap. You cannot discern where the sound is coming from. You cannot. But it is as clear and succinct as it could possibly be to the human ear. And they were all just like bashing through, bashing through. And Satori, who was very calm and very loving, said, okay, I can't talk to all of you at once. Do you all have a message? And... They spelled my name. She said, okay, you all have something to say to Andrea. Okay. How many words? Four words. Four taps. Four words. And then they spelled out, we miss your family. Oh, oh, okay. There were 30 people in wow. that room. This is on film. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think I'd live long enough to be able to have direct contact with the other side, but it has been achieved. It has been achieved. It has Beautiful. rendered obsolete all techno equipment, the spirit box, uh, all of the rest of it doesn't hold a candle to what these two young people are have accomplished. And they perfected their method through COVID when they were home all the time, couldn't go anywhere. And every time they touch each other, someone comes through with a message for someone else. And they spent a great deal of time on the phone saying, so-and-so said such-and-such, and this message is specifically for you. 
and you know it, it is it is beyond amazing sheena it is beyond amazing when you see it it levels you it levels you and my mother never went back to the farm after we left she said she would yeah. never go back there again and she was true to her word for the whole rest of this life that she is still living but when she leaves i know she's going to that farm and she's going to get the answers that she seeks from the spirits who are there and the next time after after when i go back i know she's going to come through to me there and i know she will come through them and you know the thing that i i look at you know i have to wonder if if this is something that could be duplicated um, because Cody died when he was 15 years old and was brought back. And Satori is probably the most gentle, pure of heart human being I have ever met. And I have to wonder if it's that combination, but he's already been on the other side and they know him, and she is safe. So when they literally physically touch each other, they become a living, breathing, conduit couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the knocking, I need to get right? you to the farm. I really need to get you to the farm, honey. I really do. I agree. We need to make a plan to do that next year. And I will come. And I'm just going to put the little man on the plane. I'm telling you, this little guy is very affable. I think he will be okay. He's okay with road trips. And um, I think he'll be okay on a plane. And if I think he's not, I'll rent a little Kia Soul and throw him in a car, and we will drive across the country. Um, Because I don't know how to describe this to you. I mean, I know you have your buttercup, and I know how you feel about her, but this little guy – it is like he's like the other half of my soul. Like I can't, I can't even leave him for a night. I take him everywhere, and yeah. I can't be away from him, and he can't be away from me. It's the mm. most, the most. You know, I had a very hard time during COVID. It was a very hard time for me. And after I had COVID, I had hideous long COVID, and, and I didn't feel good for like eighteen months. And, and still yeah. to this day, I don't know that physically I'll ever be the same because I think COVID does a number on your immune system and it certainly did on mine and like you i had it very early yeah um and you know the loneliness and and everything shutting down and doing everything um virtually it it took a toll on me in a way that i never thought it would and when this little guy came along and i held him at three days old um i i just knew that he had come to save me and Peanut came to does. save me. What? Yep. Peanut came to save me. I found right, her three right. weeks before the World Health Organization declared a global pandemic. I saved right. her and she saved me right back. And the same is true right. of you and your little pet soulmate. Yeah. This little little Cullen man, he is he is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I'm not I don't think he's a hundred percent a cat. Because he's not like a cat. Um, he's like a cat and a puppy and a little two-year-old boy and a fairy combined. 
And if I'm just mm-hmm. kind of sitting here feeling a little melancholy, and, you know, sometimes we get a little melancholy, um, he will run into the room from God knows where, run up wherever I am, throw his arms around me, kiss me on the lips, and then look me in the eyes, and then I'm better. How he, yeah. he just feels from wherever he is that I need him. So I, I'm going to start traveling with him, and, and I think next year – I have started doing road trips with him to, to travel to speak at conventions and stuff – and he seems to be fine in the hotel, and he actually seems to be fine in the car. So either we're going to get him on an airplane, or maybe I'll drive across country. I have not done that since we moved here when I was 13. It might be fun. But, yeah, I really want to go out there, and I really want to see you. And um, uh, there's some other things I want to do while I'm in that general area. The neck of um, the woods. Yes. Yeah. Well, you yeah. you were like, um, raised in Connecticut, correct? Yes, I would love to go back to New Haven, and my mom was raised in the Hudson River Valley, and I would like to mm-hmm. go scatter her ashes where she grew up, which is now, ironically enough, a spiritual sanctuary. Oh, well, you know, um, color me surprised. I know, right? Somebody bought that property and turned it into a, a metaphysical church. So, um, yeah, I, I want to, yeah, I would love to spend some time in that area. My only, my only setback would be him, but if I have him with me. And he loves dogs, so he would love buttercups. Oh, yes, she and she would just love him. Yes. Well, so just take a road when trip, I put drive, the kids in the back and go. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, every time, every single time that I'm having to make a road trip, I have the the same prayer, uh, which I have passed on to all my other friends that go on extended road trips as well. And I say, just simply say this. Oh, great spirit, dear Lord, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, all the saints and sinners, all the spirits, all the angels, all the demons, all the incorruptibles, the entire galactic family, get in the car. We're going for a ride. They they don't weigh it down. They don't want to stop at McDonald's every 15 minutes. They don't need to stop for right. the potty. They just come along for the ride and you know i've had you know a number of close calls that are inexplicable that i survived um last year or the year before i was on my way back with my father um from atlanta to uh orlando um well to winter garden and florida and as we were we were almost home. I mean, we were like maybe not even an hour away. And as I rounded the corner down there on the Florida turnpike, the service areas are in the center of the highway. And I rounded the corner and of course I was in the high speed lane and suddenly it's dusk and I've got two high beam lights directly in my eyes because someone had taken the wrong uh, exit out of the service area, and they were actually entering the highway in the wrong direction. And I don't know how I missed that car, but it was by centimeters that I avoided a head-on collision. My father, meantime, goes into shock. The peanut never – she was sleeping in my lap. She never even moved. Um, but something right. with my hands on the wheel st- took my hands and moved that car over 
into a lane that miraculously had no one in it as I was coming around that corner. And my father immediately called uh, FHP, the Florida Highway Patrol. They shut that highway down until they were able to get that driver off the road before someone got killed. And yeah. um, and it was um, – there's no explaining. I mean, we should have – it should have been a head-on collision I was probably doing if I was – doing five, I was doing 85. I mean, I really, you know, at that point, I'm close to home. I just want to get my ass there, you know, and uh, I was moving along. And, you know, um, uh, I don't, to this day, I will never know what force intervened on my behalf to move my hands like butter, like a knife cutting through soft butter around this car and then back into my lane. I had to pull off the highway and just sob uncontrollably for about 10 minutes while my father called the police and made them shut the highway down. And I've come to find out like a month later, one of my friends was driving back from her visiting somebody in Georgia and she was on her way back to her house in Miami. She wasn't about five miles behind us when that incident occurred and they've got those overhead things if there's an accident or if there's an incident or whatever and it said wrong way driver um and everybody pulled off to the side of the highway everybody they shut the highway down they got the guy he was drunk out of his mind and they got him and got the car turned around and got him arrested and got everybody safe and then opened the highway back. I don't know how many lives got saved that day because my father had the presence of mind to make that call and something cosmic intervened on our behalf and not only saved our lives, but saved how many others will never know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have to believe, dare to believe, damn it, dare to believe, because miracles happen all the time. You just have to be aware and conscious and cognizant of it. I had a thing happen to me last week. I was parked at the grocery store in the curbside pickup, because you know you're busy, but you don't have time to go in the store. And I pulled out of the curbside pickup, and I felt this bang and I thought oh my god I hit something now I'm right in the middle of the alley of the, of the driveway the you know the aisle so I know I can't have hit a, a marker or anything and I think oh my god I hit a person and I'm panicked right and I look and I look out the, my peripheral vision and I see this guy walk right out from behind my car and just keep walking and I looked at my dashboard and my car had completely shut itself down not just stopped but turned itself off like it was dead it was off and i thought oh my god i was going to hit that guy and this car just shut itself off i mean i had to literally put it in park and restart the car like it was off the ba- wow. had, the battery was off like i had to hit the start again i guess i just stopped myself from going to jail for manslaughter um the car just turned itself off so sometimes even you know your angels come in the form of of mechanical things to save you sometimes. Yes. Yes, 
And there's because no explaining it, but there's no denying it, sweetheart. Right. There's no denying it. Because people don't think, right? People walk out in front of your car, drive down the wrong side of the road. Like, people just don't think. And um, it, it amazes me sometimes. Well, every night I go out and I, I drive down up and down Pacific Coast Highway because I think if you're going to live at the beach, you should see the ocean every day. And yeah. um, it's a 60-mile speed limit, which I think is a lot where I am because it's going past the wildlife preserve that's next to my house. So it's not a place yeah. with a lot of stops and starts. It's not like down by the pier. And, and I think yeah, 60, no, PCH should probably be much. 40. Yeah, <laughs> I know the I highway well, yeah. The most, right, I think for a not actual freeway, 60 is a lot. Um, I yeah, remember it is. the freeway was 55, right? So I yeah, think that's too. a lot. But anyway, there are people that whiz by me clearly going like 80 miles an hour, and they're flying back and forth, weaving in and out of cars. The other night it was this guy on a motorcycle – and not only was he weaving, but he was leaning over, like, so his shoulder was almost on the concrete and then flipping it the other way. And I think these people are going to die, but who are they going to take with them? Right. You know, so, yeah, you have to be, you have to, like, rely on your own and also ask for help from your universal team uh, just to save you from other humans on the earth. I mean, that's mostly what we need saving from here is humans. Yes, Yes, absolutely right. And you know, when I was up in Alaska and I'm watching a whole pod of orcas playing with four or five humpbacks, they're not even related. You know, the the orcas are right. the killer whales are actually very big dolphins, and the whales yes. are whales. Um, why they get along so well? You know, we could all take a lesson. Um, but I just right. sat out on the deck of my stateroom and I watched and I watched and my father's like, do you want me to go get your camera? Do you want me to get the phone? Do you want to film this? And I said, no, nope, I want to experience it. Because what a world, yeah. what a world we live in yeah. and we treat it so shabbily. Oh, that's my favorite thing when I'm trying when I, at night when I'm going to sleep on social media. Um, there's this meme on social media that says like I really have like four or five good friends and 200 animals that I follow on social media, and it, it's yes. true. There's a, I just I can't stop with the adorable. If it's not the baby elephants, it's the you know the zoo where they have the little things where the otters can put their hands through so you can pet their hands. Have you seen that? Yeah. Because yeah. otters like you to touch their hands. Um, yes. It's the video where the the cat leans down and kisses the dolphin. I mean, it's 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 so easy for them to show love to each other. Uh, yeah. Across facial borders, and so hard mm-hmm. for us to show love to each other, and we're the same species. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, you know, it it's that's why. When I do, you're raising the vibration show, and I, you know, I get like so yeah. into this whole mindset of, you know, every good deed that we do, everything that we do to make the world a better place, no matter how minuscule it might seem, it raises the vibration right. of the planet. Yes. And it is immeasurable, it is incalculable, but it is real and it is true. 
And it is just like the night of the new moon when you cannot see that orb in the sky, but you know it's there. It's there. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And today I had to go to the bank because, of course, I needed change so that I could sell my books at the event. And um, while I was in line waiting for my change to come through the tube and chatting with the nice lady in the bank so I didn't have to get out, and um, a man walked out of the bank and he dropped uh, a white envelope. And uh, I, I kind of bolted out of, you know, I looked both ways, but I bolted out of the little lane that I was in and I pulled the car around and I cut him off and just stopped him and got out of the car and I just put my finger up like just wait one minute and he had dropped the cash from his paycheck and Mm. I saw it from about 300 yards away and when I said you dropped something and I, I, I it would bother me for the rest of my life if I didn't stop you and tell you that you dropped something and he went over and we we went out into the grass and there it was. And he said, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're an angel. You're an angel. You're an earth angel. And I said, I'm really not. I just, you know, I would never be able to live my, with myself if I witnessed that and didn't try to help, you know, when I was in a position to do it. I was the only one who saw it. So I was the one that necessarily needed to step up and help. And he said, well, God bless you. And I would do the same for you. And, I mean, I'll never see him again. I have no idea. We never exchanged names or anything. What I just said to you was all the communication that happened between us. But it was a spiritual moment of of affirmation that there is good in humanity. There is good in humanity. And we have to be the light we seek. We have to be the embodiment of that good to counteract what operates as evil in the world. And it was a small thing, but it meant the world to him. It meant the world to him. I mean, that was a whole week of his life toiling at something and he looked like a farmer he was dressed like a farmer and I, I'm in a very rural area but that was his money and it would have been gone in a heartbeat and now he has it and he will never forget that I did that for him and I will never forget the look on his face when I cut him off with my sister's car and put that one finger up, wait. <laughs> and he did. Oh my God, and the gratitude, fantastic. the gratitude that man exuded gratitude. And immediately his, his mind immediately went to this was, this was a godly, this was, you know, that's, that's how he processed it and interpreted it in the moment. And I think he's right. Something allowed me to be in that exact place at that exact time to intervene on his behalf. That's wonderful. Well, you were sent, right? Every day we're sent to perform acts of service for ourselves and for others. And And kindness. You know, God's always calling. It's just when do you hear the call, right? 
Right. The call is always there. It's just are we listening to the call? We're always being called into service to do something. But, always. Uh, you know, are we listening? And that's, that's – you have to keep your – you have to – sometimes you have to turn – most of the time, you have to turn your send off and turn your receive on and, right. and listen for those messages when they come and be in service and in the world and any react. way that you can. Yes. Yes. Yes, and then step yes. up. Yeah. Don't don't make your car turn your, turn itself off. Um, <laughs> you know we need to we need to to be aware of what's going on around us all the time. And I think that we're so into being inside of ourselves now and doing our inner work. And I think that's wonderful. But you have to remember you're a tiny tiny piece of a whole world that's going on around you. And you right. need to pay attention to what's going on around you too. And mm-hmm. um and, and respond accordingly. We're one human family. This is a family. We're not supposed to be in this alone. We're supposed to be no. in this with others, helping others any way we can. Absolutely right. And it is the the way to live. You know, I tell everybody all the time, I end my shows the same way. Be not afraid of the darkness. Be the beacon. Be the light you seek. I love be that. it. I love that. I love that so much. What do you do about your shows when you. you travel? Uh, well, you- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my show, Soul School Sojourn, that I do on KGRA on Friday nights uh, with my partner, Jeff Turner. Um, he takes over when I have to travel, and he'll either do oh, okay. the show alone or he'll bring a guest. And um, and then um, tomorrow night, uh, we're just running one of our best of uh, for a world awakening, and I've got you know years of material to choose from, so I just let my producer pick what you know, however the spirit moves him, <laughs> and and he'll run a rerun tomorrow night. So uh, yeah, so while I'm when I'm traveling, I'm not able to do it live, but it's okay because you know there's going to be somebody that hears it for the first time and responds to it for the first time, and and Absolutely. so. You know, I do it not only for the people that are are live and interacting in the different chat rooms and so on and so forth. I do it because these are all archived shows. And so they're not only archived on KGRA, they're archived on Dead Air Full Spectrum, on Spotify, on all the different everywhere. It's like everywhere omnipresent. And also anybody that wants to watch the shows, uh, either Soul School or A World Awakening can find everything on Andrea Perrin YouTube. So they're out there for as long as the internet exists. They're out there, and uh, based on the hits that it gets, you know, month after month, year after year, uh, I know it's making some kind of a difference in the world, and that's all that matters to me. That's absolutely beautiful and wonderful, and I adore you, and um, I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you have a fantastic Paracon weekend, and uh, where can people find you online, and let's do this again soon, and I love you. I love you, too. Um, The best, easiest way to find me, I have five pages on Facebook. My favorite page is my fan page that was uh, only created because I'm a fan of my fans. Um, and it's called nice. Buttercup Brigade, and you know who is the mascot. And uh, Buttercup Brigade is on <laughs> Facebook, or 
you can find me uh, my my regular page, uh, Andrea Perrin, uh, or you can find uh, my book author page, which is uh, House of Darkness, House of Light. Um, I'm still kicking and dragging, bringing my uh, website into the 21st century. Uh, and with all the caregiving going on here, I don't have a lot of time to work on it the way I want to, but I will get it done. And um, I've got a couple of documentaries coming out this summer, uh, one called Beyond the Grave. Keep an eye out for it. It should be on uh, either Netflix or one of the streaming platforms. Um, and then there's another one that's coming out later in the summer that's all about extraterrestrials and my experiences there. So I've been working a lot. I've made five films in the last three years. Beautiful. That's been one with me, and that was fun. I love that. Yes, yes. We're still working on putting that whole series together because, you know, COVID. Ugh. Right, right. But, well, two with me, yeah. your series and also the documentary that we did in Joshua Tree. So so I guess two yes. with me. Yes, two with you. Uh, and, and hopefully more. I'll come and I'll bring the car. You are wonderful, my friend, and I thank you for being here. And uh, like I said, have a wonderful week. I'm sending so much love to you and your family. And I'm here when you need Thank me, you. and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for being such a beautiful soul. And your parent, everybody. If you missed those links, you can find on my website, SheenaMetalSpiritual.com, or find me on social media anywhere at sign Sheena Metal. This show, HauntedPlayground.com, the network, LiveParanormal.com, of course, our wonderful iHeartRadio.com. And until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, Embrace unity. Always work to raise your vibration and know that you are loved and you are loved and you're loved by me. And I'll see you soon. Take care of yourself. I'm Sheena. This is Haunted Playground. See you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.